Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am Natalie Millisnell and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now I've got a great show lined up for you. I get to talk to an absolutely incredible individual and I'm super excited to introduce her. The interesting dynamic is we recorded this show on the 19th of July, which was the hottest day on record in the UK. In my room alone, we hit over 40 degrees Celsius. And without air conditioning to try to record the show, my computer went into literal meltdown. So I've lost decent chunks of the audio. I have spliced it together and I hope you're going to be able to hear an absolutely wonderful conversation since my guest today is a superstar of TV and film, having worked in fabulous productions such as Deep State, the Oscar-nominated Bollywood film Legan, and most notably as her character Helen the Peabody in the groundbreaking show The L Word. She is also a superb audio producer and is co-host of the popular podcast Pod Diva. So please put your hands together for the absolutely incredible Rachel Shelley. And I hope I can get all of this sound to work for you. Yay! Yay, Rachel Shelley's here. How are you? (laughs) Well, I'm very well, but like the rest of the country, I don't know how soon you put your podcast out, but hot. Super hot. hot. I just want to share with everybody who's listening we have had about half an hour of interesting tech challenges (laughs) trying to get this recorded it's been so 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 interesting and everybody yeah we're just both melting I've got my feet in like ice water I've got ice around my neck on a flannel as well and yeah we're we're gonna do this (laughs) yeah Mitchell's in the dark I'm in the dark but I poured a bottle of water over my head before I came into this dark room it is so the 19th, yeah the 19th of July I think the hottest day on record actually it's like 40 yeah. odd degrees absolutely amazing well thank you so much for joining me it's an absolute treat to have you on I'm, I'm really chuffed to be chatting with you one of the things I love doing about this show is getting to know people and hearing their lived experience in terms of you know that how they've walked through their lives what they've learned adversities they've overcome and how that's enabled them to show up or how that's kind of impacted and influenced their life and what they're doing now and I know for example that you are a really fantastic ally of the LGBTQ community so all that work that you do you know in service and support of others so I kind of want to explore how you got there what was it like for young Rachel what's influenced your path you know what was it that interested you at the beginning in the you know acting journey what got you there and what was the dream wow big questions big questions they're they're really big questions and I think um, because I was thinking about this and I was there was a friend who a younger much younger friend who was asking questions about career and I was talking to them and I you know through talking to a friend I realized that a lot of my influences I tend to have these short plans like I'll try this mm. for a couple of years and if it works great and if it doesn't then I'll move on I because I think well personally I often will get a bit I can feel overwhelmed and yeah. worried if you think about the rest of my life I've got <laughs> to be an actor or the rest of my life I have to be I don't know a mother to a tiny baby obviously they grow they develop but I think it's a similar way of looking 
at your career or your life choices is, I'll try this. I want to try it. I'll try it. If it doesn't work out, I'll change my plan. And I think that's kind of what I've always done. When I was a kid, I wanted to act from very young. I didn't have anyone in my life. I didn't know any actors. I didn't know anyone who did it as a profession. I knew lots of people who did amateur dramatics, but you know, that wasn't what I wanted to do. So it was always a sort of back pocket idea. And I went to university, I did English with a heavy drama part of my degree. So English, not quite English and drama, but English and a big heavy part of drama. And so I kind of kept my options open to see where things would take me. And that, that, you know, after I graduated, it was that. It was like, okay, I might go down the route of journalism or I might go into acting. What's going to come first? And the acting came along first. And that's kind of how I've often made decisions. It's like, yeah. see what the universe throws, working towards it and working yeah. towards things hard and with energy, not just like um, stoically, oh, what will be, will be. <laughs> yeah. I work towards things. I have goals and that's what I, you know, I do work towards things, but I give myself little time limits because it makes it much more bearable, I think. Yeah. Do you know, I'm really hearing you there, actually. I mean, I work as a coach. So in a lot of the, the, the coaching conversations that I have, it's to do with that kind of sustainable steps that you walk through in life you, you we have and I often talk about finding purpose actually for me it's very much a paradox you know it's very much a both and we have our purpose we have our vision of where we want to go but it's also this present moment this is a really important moment because this is what's happening now and being grounded and mindful in that moment mm. and in that you know talking to clients you know exactly what you've just said focus on the here and now because it can be overwhelming actually otherwise if you think oh I've got to get there I've got to do this and yeah. it can really put us off yeah I'm very much into um sort of seeing the steps and the accomplishments along the way you might be you know for example when I first moved to London from Sheffield which is where I went to university the thing that allowed me to be in London was to model and that wasn't something that I'd ever considered. And certainly nothing that I'd aimed towards, you know, it was just yeah. a way of earning money. But I can remember saying to a friend who I was modeling with, I'll give it a year. And if I haven't moved towards some kind of short film or some kind of progression within acting, I'm not going to continue with the modeling as, as well paid as it is and all the rest of it. It just felt like it wasn't my goal. So that that's, you know, in the here and now, the modeling was great, but I can remember setting this time limit a year. And I think I got my, whatever it was, the, the short film, like a day before the year was up, because I can no clearly remember my friend, my friend Anne, who is still a great friend of mine. And we still laugh about it because it was like, she was saying to me the week before, ah, 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 what you gonna do? <laughs> You're going to have to give it all up, you know, all these trips abroad and, you know, earning money by, you know, simply smiling and all that sort of nonsense. Luckily, I got the job and I could carry it on. But, you know, you you check, you can change your mind as well. That's yeah. the beauty of it. No one's keeping you to it. You just, it's just a guideline to keep your, keep your head in the game. This is where we are now. That's where you want to go. But if you if you get that first, go over the first hurdle, 
great celebrate it because that's what you've got you might yes. not have got the oscar yet but you've still got you've got a step closer whatever it yeah. is you're bang on the money it's about celebrating everything that we achieve I know I honestly I love everything you've just said it's amazing <laughs> it's celebrating what we achieve because more often than not we don't recognize the incredible accomplishments that we're yeah. making and yeah. what's quite remarkable about what you've just said there you did have a vision so you had mm. this year plan mm. you, you know it <laughs> might have, you know spanned over a bit one way or the other or, you yeah. know in it you know different circumstances might have proved otherwise but you still you you had the vision you were going to move on you said yes to an opportunity yes and that then helped you in that progress yes I'll always remember talking to I interviewed someone not that long ago someone in a tech company and she was saying something so similar that she was feeling you know that idea of taking these opportunities because you never know I mean Obviously, you can't say yes to everything. No. <laughs> You'd be exhausted. But she was saying how she was having a very sleeping night, whatever it was. And I can't remember the details, but someone said, oh, come to this event. And the story goes, she then met this. She went out that night. She met this person. She met that person. And suddenly her business was made. And th there she was, super successful in the tech world. And, you know, her career was on absolute trajectory her own business everything you know and it she put it all down to not going out that night so she was all about wow. go say yes to everything which you know you can't do but at the same time it was it was a step and she yeah. clearly see it as a step I love it again totally right because yeah. I mean there's a, a thing we talk about in coaching as well if you say yes to this what are you say no to Conversely, if you say no to this, what you're saying yes to, you, whichever way around it works in, in your particular scenario. But it's very true that, again, is something to celebrate because actually paying mm. attention to what one needs in that moment and mm. not going, opened it up in another way. Genius. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> love it. So yeah. that's a, a really lovely way of kind of exploring and walking through life. So not setting too many concrete goals, but having an idea of where you wanted to go, following the mod yeah. modeling career, entering into acting, having success in terms of the roles that you've had. Um, and it would be remiss of me not to focus on the L word if you're okay with that, just to no, kind of celebrate. What a gr I mean, it was groundbreaking, Rachel, back yes. then, if I could say yeah. breaking as well. Groundbreaking. <laughs> uh, literally, it's almost 20 years as well now, isn't it? Coming up for 20 years. Frightening. Frightening. Amazing. Yes, I know. I know. Crazy. So, what was that like for you back then? I mean, when you went into, uh, when you go into a project like that, are you aware of the, the kind of scale it's going to be, the potentially and the responsibility that you have mm. in the representation for folk? Because it was really the first time unheard voices were projected in such a colourful, wonderfully diverse and very vibrant way, I think, on the screen, telling stories. What was that like going into it? Was there a pressure and then... Did it just explode for you? Well, I mean, it's interesting for me because I joined the show in its second season. Yes, yeah. So it's slightly different for me. And I'm sure the original cast from the first season probably had more of that kind of experience of just sort of, you know, maybe here we go, here's another, here's another pilot, here's another series, let's see, um, let's see where it's going to go. Because, you know, I've done... I don't know how many pilots that either don't get picked up or that mm. in the States or that, you know, last a short period of time. I think that happens to most actors if you're doing that, you know, pilot season in L.A. Um, 
but this was different because for me, I joined in the second season. So I'd spent my time in LA and I'd seen the posters up on Hollywood Boulevard, you know, these big posters for the L word. I've, I'd seen them. I, I was aware of this show and I did a pilot that year. And this is very, this might be interesting actually for, from what we're talking about, the steps yeah. of things and the failures and the highs and lows. So that year, um, I was doing a pilot in Hawaii and it was a huge pilot for Fox. And I was the, the lead woman and it was, I was golden girl for however long. We're shooting in Hawaii and I was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to end, if this is successful, I could be in Hawaii for five years. And that's so far away from yeah. everyone I know because it, it's far away from LA. It's a million miles from London. So I was in that show. And then we came back to LA. I remember seeing the billboards and hearing about how they were casting for a new character for the L word. And I, you know, just not thinking much of it, but my manager had people going up for it. I was on this other show. I'd done the pilot, couldn't read for it. And then my, the pilot that I did didn't exactly get cancelled, but they decided <laughs> to switch it all around. No. Half of us, half of the cast were fired. No. And they brought in a whole new younger cast who were happy to run around in their bathing suits. So it went slightly from a upstairs, downstairs type show to a Baywatch. You know, it, it, it changed completely. It became a very different show. And I came back to England a bit miserable because I was thinking, God, hero to zero. Yeah. In a, in a space of about a week, you know, from doing this show and it being the best thing and everyone being, and then coming back to England a bit miserable and kind of going, right, well, forget that. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's as good as it gets for me. I'm, it's going to have to come after me now. And then I was asked to put myself on tape for the L word. And then they asked me to come over to test. Now I'm not, you know, it's weird, isn't it? Because I hope by saying that I'm not sort of going, wow, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, no, I, yeah. you know, it was, I was doing really well. I got sort of knocked back horribly. Yeah. And then I kind of licking my wounds a bit and then it came again. Yeah. A bigger, better show that has, you know, on so many levels more important because politically, you know, for political reasons and mm. for, you know, it wasn't just a, a better show it was politically speaking a more, a more important show and a more relevant show and a show that I would always be more proud of because of what it entailed and because of the representation and everything like that but yeah. it was already established so I didn't you know I didn't I didn't take any risk I didn't throw the dice you, I was you, walking yeah. onto a show that was established well reviewed and on the up so lucky me to walk into that amazing I, I want to talk about the the um, if you don't mind I want to explore a bit further on the failure thing because I, I agree with you and I really hear what you're saying actually in terms of not it's not about oh I was doing so well and, and then look there's something about actually when we project ourselves and we make ourselves vulnerable when we put ourselves into these situations anyway yeah. particularly yeah. when you're you know in front of folk there's a vulnerable I think um, what's uh, Brené Brown's quote vulnerability is the cornerstone of com 
confidence. Yeah. We make right. ourselves vulnerable when we want to move ourselves forward. And it's really quite an important thing to, uh, to think about. So you, and there's a wonderful chap called Michael Bungay Senior is a hero of mine. He's a, he's a coach. And he talks about it's feedback, not failure. And when we're able to reframe that mindset, much like you do, and mm -hmm. then we, you know, kind of embrace resilience, yeah. we're moving away from something that wasn't potentially meant to be, yeah. you know, okay, we might need to lick our wounds, as you said, and we yeah. might need to, to heal a bit. Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, oh you're back. I'm back. Brilliant. What's happening? So what's happening? Strange. I'm going to splice this together and forgive, forgive me, everybody listening. However, this might come out in the edit, but Rachel and I are having a nightmare. The sound. I'm going to blame the heat. It's melting everything. It's melting the wires. The it's invisible. The gossamer web across the universe has been burnt it's down. It's not oh happening. I tell you what, climate change brings down Wi Fi. Then I'm telling you, people will quickly start. Get behind it. Yeah. Honestly. I, I don't quite remember what I was saying, but I think I was celebrating and really appreciating your story. Because in fact, I was going to ask you if you had a kind of feedback rather than failure story, but that sounds absolutely perfect in truth. And, and then getting you into what was, a, and, it, and, and still is actually with the new season, um, uh, the Generation Q, an incredible mm -hmm. series. What's important for you, Rachel, in that? I mean, we've both spoken about the, the, the kind of impact it had when it was released back in 20 something early early 2000 wasn't it 2004 yeah. is that right something like that and yeah. um, what's what, what was the importance for you being on a show like that how did it how did it impact you and change you if you like going through that season and working and then the kind of feedback and response you got from folk well I think that the feedback from the people who watch it there's you know there's previous to that I'd been on I'd done a film called Lagan, which was a big Indian Bollywood film, it's a big success. And um, still to this day, you know, they still celebrate the, we just had the 20th anniversary of it last wow. year. And, you know, there was a big, you know, it's still very big in India and the Indian diaspora, the whole, you know, and that's great. But it is just, it is kind of just about being in a great film and it was a great yeah. film I have to say it was a great film I never ex I didn't expect it to be this big heat hit it was something that I did um I chose to do because I wanted to go to India and have and I loved India I'd already been traveling there a few times I really wanted to go again and I just thought it was sounded like a lovely project and my agent at the time was like you'll never hear of this film again so you know she she didn't say don't do it but she just said no that you'll never hear of it again and it's you know but she was completely wrong yeah <laughs> as as we all are sometimes I mean we're all wrong sometimes but absolutely so the attention that I got from doing a film like that was always just very oh wow you were in this great film and you know we loved you in it very all very nice very positive my character was a positive character I wasn't a baddie I was a very much a positive character and people responded really warmly to me and that was lovely but on the l word the response was so much beyond that it wasn't just oh you're entertaining or it's fun or it's emotional obviously it had this other level yeah. of importance in people's lives and I hear it all the time when I interview people for pod diva hmm. or just constantly people will tell me 
how you know they may have been somewhere where they didn't even know what the word lesbian was and somehow they yeah. found this show and they watched it late at night and they felt like what what this world <laughs> you know it was really important yeah. in changing people's lives and I don't I don't really take any I can't take any praise for that myself I really mm. don't think I can because I went into it into a I went into a show that was doing well mm. already so I can't I didn't take a risk I don't think or anything like that I think the people who spent ages like Eileen Eileen Chaikin who knocked on Showtime's door I don't know how many times I interviewed yeah. them I've interviewed her for um Diva and and for the Pants Pod and you know she tells the story of how she went back to them again and again and again before they greenlit it and the same for this the reboot for Generation Q you know oh, right yeah that perseverance um because they they know it's important that yeah you know I I can't take any credit for that or I'm just a part of it but I feel very lucky to be a part of it. All the conventions that we had for a while there and meeting fans, you know, it was huge. Yeah. It, and it doesn't matter where in the world because, again, for Pod Diva, I, I do a piece called Beyond Borders and I ask people from around the world to send me their raw audio. I make these, fe these features for them um, and then they feature in Pod Diva. And just so many times they say, and then I watched the L word and it changed my life. My life. Yeah, there you go. Quite a, it's quite a huge, that's quite yeah. a statement. It changed my life. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's a huge statement. And no one's going to say that about, I don't know, a show where beach bunnies are running around frolicking <laughs> in the waves, you know? They're just going to say, hey, that was fun. Or, that was fun. You know, <laughs> well, look, for that one, you know, it's not... So. It's incredibly humble of you to express it that way. And I, I think that's, I mean, it says a lot about you as, a, as an individual, I think, you know, it, but you're still a very important part. And I'm, I'm sure there's lots of people that would echo that. And it's, yeah, it, it's been groundbreaking and incredible and life-changing show as well. I totally mm -hmm. agree. And I heard you mentioning there, and I would t very much like for us to, to talk about Pod Diva, because yes. we're, in, we're in a similar game, albeit you are way better at it than me. Oh, come on, you, the, the audio and, <laughs> well, you know, I, I kind of hold my own. <laughs> You're, you, so you've got a podcast with, <laughs> with Diva called Pod yeah. Diva. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to, to, to talk about what, what, what's it about? What do you do with it? You co-host, but you also produce. Yes. You've got some serious audio mad skills going on there and how yeah. you splice it. Yeah. So talk to everybody about what, what, what's it about? So Pod Diva, I, Diva Magazine is the leading brand, here we go, for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. And Diva Magazine has been going for, I don't know, is it 30 years, 40 years, a, a while. And they now, you know, as everything, they diversify and they have a podcast. And I, previous to doing Pod Diva, uh, started the Pants Pod, which was with Leisha Haley and um, Kate Manick, who are on L Word Generation Q. So we did that together for whatever, eight months or whatever. Um, but Pod Diva is in hand in hand with the magazine. 
with Diva magazine. And it has a, what they call a carousel of weeks. So two or three weeks of the month are interviews that the Diva staff writers undertake for the magazine and I edit them and they go out as just straight talking head interviews. But once a month with my co-host, Victoria Broom, who's also an actress and she's on Cheetahs, that BBC show, um, we, it's almost like a book club, but for the magazine. We go through the magazine, we talk about what inspires us, what interests us. There's obviously a lot of news involved and we just, we go through the magazine together. And within that, I also usually make a couple of standalone features. One of them is usually about the cover star and the other one is called Beyond Borders where for, gosh, since October, November last year, I asked people around the world to send me their raw audio, a bit about themselves, a story of their lives, where they are in the world, and then some footage of sounds that to them represent where they are, whether that's the beach, whether that's a city, the church bells, the, I don't know, if they're part of a ballroom dancing group, then they send some music and people dancing. And it's horse riding or if they play guitar if that's their thing you know and I make a feature that hopefully has been described as lyrical and beautiful and that goes in as well so we get voices from all around the globe and we're trying to just create a global community I, I love it and it, you're quite right there is there's a lyrical beauty to it you're quite right it's, it's, it's I found it very peaceful as well how you splice in the music and it relates to the story mm. uh, but it's hearing different people's stories hearing different people's voices and that celebration of the individual and unique yeah. being that we are and how how beautiful we all are basically I, re I yeah. really enjoy it I must say I really love the fact that I mean podcasts and here I am you know, I think that there is as much interest in, in factual, factual in a way, documentary now interests me as much, if not more, than drama. And yeah. I, I really, I mean, speaking to you as a fellow podcaster, I did a MA at Goldsmiths in radio, just as my daughter had started school and I sort of had a bit more time. I did an MA because I knew that it had always been this thing. Like I said, when I was at university and I was doing English and drama and it was like, what's going to go first, the journalism or the acting? And it was always been the acting, but the journalism has always been on the back boil. You know, it's always yeah. been there. So I just love it. And I think those voices, these, they're not anonymous. They're people that have yeah. their full rounded lives and dramas and everything else and passions it doesn't have to be a famous person or someone yeah. who's selling a book or a film or a whatever or their podcast whatever anyone is pushing to have a really interesting heartfelt story I'm editing one at the moment a woman called Jerry she's about 70 something lives in Virginia she plays guitar she lives on a farm her wife partner died I don't know 10 years ago and she you know she's kind of trying to get back out there and her story yeah. is beautiful and heartfelt and you know I think putting her on pod diva gives her a platform and I'm sure she'll meet more people and it, 
I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what? That, that's exactly it. And again, why I enjoy doing th- this show too. It's about celebrating people's stories because each yeah. of us has a different kind of adversity that we go through. And it's really tapping. What I like to do, you know, when I'm having these conversations is really get to understand the individual yeah. to celebrate who we are as, you know, as I mentioned, the unique people. And, and what, it, what is it? What's the common thread between each of us? Because we all have it that helps and enables us to carry on to the next step and, you know, and find the resilience and find the commitment and the persistence mm. to just, mm. uh, and sometimes it's hearing somebody who you might identify with or who yeah. might resonate with you. Yeah. Just for you to think, oh, crikey, look, you know, they've done that. I can do yeah. it as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's that, but it's also um, the process for the people who do it, I think is quite rewarding as well. I often hear wow. people say, you know, I recorded this and it made me think wow this I've done that or yeah. how far I've come because oh. we don't offer I'm not some people are very nostalgic like New Year's Eve and sort of want to look back and what did I accomplish this year I, I'm not massively that person but I think sometimes when you're forced to it can be really helpful to say oh my god I did that that was really hard and I got through it yeah it's it's fascinating you say that and again working with coaching clients or my clients rather particularly when folk feel stuck and they don't know which way to go or they're lacking a bit of confidence or on the back of covid everyone's feeling things in a slightly different way and and struggling struggling to figure out what their purpose is when we do reflect and as you say recognize crikey i did get through that it helps Mm. us think well i can do it again yeah so there is something, you know, amazing about understanding and thinking about everything we've come through, celebrating, and then, okay, how do I, what helped me get there? You know, what was happening around me? Who's there? What am I hearing? What am I thinking? Yeah. And using all of those strengths to, to push through and move forward. Yeah. And just hearing those different perspectives, I think, from around the world, um, one a ref, sort of repeated refrain on Pod Diva often is this idea of look how far we've look how far we've come, but look how far we've still got to go. And I think mm. putting it all in perspective, if you're talking, you know, like the last what we call the diva debrief, where we go through the magazine and we talk about the magazine, Victoria and I, on the one hand, were discussing where a country had banned rainbow toys because they thought that they were a bad influence on children and as if it was going to lead them astray and question their sexuality rainbow toys i mean it's that's just to my mind so hard to fathom think how that that society and population they're so scared of someone saying i think i might be gay that they're going to ban rainbow toys we were and we were kind of laughing like what are you going to do ban rainbows in the sky yeah. How are you going to do that? You know, it's, it's crazy. It's natural and it's there. You can't, you can't. Anyway, but on the one <laughs> hand, we're looking at that. And on the other hand, you know, we're talking about someone like Juno Dawson, a trans woman who's written these books and the freedom. And she's now writing Doctor Who and her, you know, how she's, how far she's come. And then you look at other countries. I mean, it's, where we are yeah. where we're going it's a balancing act isn't it yeah, yeah I totally agree I totally agree with you what is it I mean so those stories are wonderfully articulated in the magazine and then there's more with the podcast isn't it yeah what so what is it about the audio that you like what is it about the sound 
I that, that whole kind of listening yeah I think personally I think we're all a lot busier than maybe we used to be and I think mm. a podcast is so easy to play in the car it's so easy to play on your tube journey or your train journey it's easy to have on in the kitchen when you're doing other things you know when you're going to the gym whatever it is you do go for your bike ride whatever you do you can listen to a podcast you can multitask basically is what yeah. I'm and it's a good you don't need to put all of that in I realize I could have just <laughs> you're multitasking <laughs> I loved all the other words I thought definitely uh, necessary <laughs> <laughs> but you're multitasking and you're getting your fill of whatever it is culture are updating on you know you're tapping in without having to read a magazine but I also think that the beauty of some of these pieces especially this beyond borders it wouldn't work in a magazine yes you might see a picture of someone but you don't hear these amazing accents Mm. and you don't hear you know someone who's maybe a bit timid someone who's a bit more forceful and playful you can't Mm. hear that and I find it really interesting when I've edited an interview and then I read the interview in the magazine that even, you know, the best writing around it, you can't hear their laugh and, and get that sense of that cover star when they're laughing or sniggering or they, you know, they, yeah. sort of, you know, or just the way they breathe or the, the rhythm of their voice, um, you know, and they, we interview people from all over the world. Obviously we had young MA on the cover recently and she was quite hard for my brain to click into her patterns of speaking and she you know she quite kind of has a bit of a drawl and so that's what I love but I also love the fact that you can take people in four seconds you can transplant them to a different part of the world you can be on the beach boom you can be in Seville boom like that you can be on Mm. a train on a bus you can be anywhere you can be in outer space if you wanted to in a few seconds you're there I love that and for me with audio as well there's something quite magic in the sound of someone's voice. Yeah. You can hear so much as you, you're saying about their personality. Yeah. And you can hear, you know, if, if we didn't have video now, I mean, obviously it's great to be able to see you because I can see facial reactions. Yeah. But I could hear you smiling. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You hear, as you were saying, you can hear all of that, which is amazing. And yeah. sincerity in someone's voice, which mm. does make, I think for me, audio really quite special radio and you hear someone thinking as well I mean that and that is yeah as I'm sure you know that's always the sort of the difficult thing in an interview edit is where you leave in the you know when someone's going uh you know because sometimes that's important sometimes that's just yeah (laughs) and you know what you take out I mean obviously like everything like any kind of media you can control a little bit how people are portrayed if someone says uh um you know yeah. you know do you take them all out do you leave it's some a, in are a you question trying, you know and and it's always i think a pod diva is definitely a positive podcast there's no yes. gotcha it's not a news it's a positive celebratory podcast everyone we interview we're celebrating them in some way so our you know our, we always fall on the side of support and making everyone sound as 
great as we possibly can you know you know with another headspace or another podcast you could you can change that completely yeah I think there's something about keeping a little bit of natural but taking out because you don't want someone to switch off no you you know you you want to get them to enjoy everything so I know I know exactly what you mean it's always it's a fine line yeah what what was it I heard the other day someone say um the most important thing is having respect for your listeners' time. Yeah, oh, that's very good. Oh, I like it's that. It's very yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah. It's, and I was like, yeah, you're right. Brilliant. I, I love it. I'm conscious of your time. Bearing yeah. in mind, it took us like two days to get on this. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, what's important, perhaps, that we haven't had the opportunity to talk about at the moment that you might like to close yeah. out with or leave for listeners? we started talking and I mentioned the friend that I was talking to who was a younger person I don't know listening to this I think when I was younger there was a book called The Road Less Travelled which um, was a beautiful book and I think everyone read it at a certain time I can't remember who it's by but it was all about this idea of the journey being just as important if not more so than the destination and that if you need something to steer by I think that is a good way it's like celebrate the successes always and realize that everything is a step towards something even if you don't know what it is yet it's kind of you know progression I don't know it's a complicated life isn't it and I'm I'm 52. I look back to things when I was in my 20s. It's like another person. Another, yeah. You know, it, it, it's a long life. Let's talk Listen. again in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sooner. But yes, that's fine. Let's, I'll tell you what, I'll diarise it. We can yeah. catch it. See if it's still as hot. Who knows? <laughs> we might actually be living on the sun then. Who knows? Yes, that's true. This is really... Or underground. Maybe we'll be underground. Or underground. Yeah, absolutely. This has been glorious. Thank you so much for joining me and being so patient and, and literally weathering the challenges that we've had. <laughs> for anyone that wants to get in contact or listen to the podcast or, you know, kind of check out what you're doing, where can they contact you? Okay, poddiva at divamag.co.uk. Email us there and get in touch. We always want to hear from people, especially if you're listening in, in some far-flung corner of the world or not even that far-flung just somewhere and you you'd like to be on pod diva lgbtqia plus women non-binary person get in touch we love hearing your stories and developing a community a worldwide community of lgbtqia plus women and non-binary people share your story fantastic i love that i will put it in the show notes so you've got it there rachel thank you so much for joining me it's been a real pleasure thank you thank you natalie and thanks everyone for listening take care look after yourself keep well you have been listening to seize the day with natalie miller snell if you've enjoyed this show please head over to seize the day.simplecast.com for all of my other shows if you're interested to hear more about coaching please visit nmscoaching.co.uk. If you'd like to chew the fat over some of the topics in these podcasts, please come and join me at my Facebook group, Dare to Be You. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening.